This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. I went back and forth to the hospital many, many times. So that was when I had a lot of time to introspect and figure out what I wanted to do in life. Sitting in bed, Wi-Fi didn't work. You just sit there thinking and then just getting poked and prodded, blood draws, all that stuff. It was not a fun experience. So I just told myself, hey, if I ever get hospitalized again for what the doctor said, I was stressed, like this was stress induced, then why am I stressing about corporate job? Google is, is whatever. It's great if you want long-term stability, career, maybe you have a family, sure. But if you are young and you can take all the risks that you can now, and this is when you have the most energy, this is when you should risk it all and go for it. It starts with just taking that leap. Man, you have to work hard. You have to be incredibly smart. Choose something that even if it fails, even if it fails you are going to be proud of it. doesn't matter how badly you got beaten down. Be kind, be kind, be kind. Become a better person, a better leader, with a better business. Go with your gut. <laughs> this is Finding Founders. I'm Samuel Donner. This podcast is Finding Founders, and you are listening to our mini-series, Founder Wisdom. I asked Eric Chen about his story in creating Sabotage. It's a boba card game that brings the whole family together. It's fast-paced. And uh, it's a wild ride from car accidents to ruptured intestines to jobs at Google to a shitty idea on the toilet. And here he is now. My name is Eric Chen, and I'm a serial entrepreneur. I've created the boba card game. I run a media company and also help companies launch their products to market. Tell me about where you were when you actually came up with this, this boba idea. I was just literally just taking a shit on the toilet when the idea came to me. I was just scrolling through Instagram, saw one person's story drinking boba, and then the next person was playing card games, maybe poker or something. And in my head, it just read as boba card game, boba card game. So that basically just stuck with me. I feel like I've had shitty ideas, as in ideas come up with a <laughs> toilet. <laughs> and like, I usually flush them down when I leave the room. So like, why is that specific idea so permanent? Because I'm, I'm a serial entrepreneur, I always have a ton of ideas and, you know, looking at different opportunities. For some reason, this one just stuck with me. I guess this is a good point to go back in time and ask about these other serial entrepreneurial adventures. One of the very first things that I wanted to pursue was starting a sales boot camp. So it got to a point where I've already dedicated about nine months or so into this. And we had, you know, good flow of students coming in. We're getting people jobs, right? These are people who came out of college or they're trying to pivot careers. And it got to a point where we were able to get seed funding for. $500,000. Oh, wow. Yeah. How did that feel? That was the crazy thing. Right at that time when we got it, 
I had got into this crazy car accident. My buddy was uh, driving. He, he was the DD. I was asleep in the passenger seat. And then he ended up falling asleep right when we got really close to home, probably like less than a mile away. And then he just veered into a tree and then the, or the brunt of the accident was on my side. The seat belt had cut into my stomach and ruptured my intestines. Basically, I got rushed to the hospital. They had to cut off my intestines and reattach everything. So I had like this massive scar on my stomach. All I remember was just waking up in the hospital. And how was that recovery? Was that tough? Oh, it was very tough. Uh, so I had to, re- like, because they cut your stomach open, you have to regain your core strength. So it took about two months, three months or so. I was in the ICU for about a week. After I had recovered enough to go back to work, I decided to quit just so I could just focus on my recovery. Around the same time, I was like, well, I should just start applying for jobs so I can get back into it eventually. And actually one of my sales mentees at my first sales jobs, like one of the, one of the people I trained was working at Google. And so when I started looking around, she was like, Eric, we have a position open. I was doing sales for about six months or so. I started having internal bleeding I went back and forth to the hospital many, many times. So that was when I had a lot of time to introspect and figure out what I wanted to do in life. Sitting in bed, Wi-Fi didn't work. So it's like, you can't even watch Netflix if you wanted to. Just getting poked and prodded, blood draws, all that stuff. It was not a fun experience. So I just told myself, hey, if I ever get hospitalized again for what the doctor said, I was stressed, like this was stress induced, then why am I stressing about corporate job? Google is, is is whatever. It's great if you want long-term stability, career, maybe you have a family. Sure. But if you are young and you can take all the risks that you can now, and this is when you have the most energy, this is when you should risk it all and go for it. So that's what I decided to do. I went back to Google, gave them a three-month notice that I was quitting And then soon after, I knocked out a few bucket list items, got my backpacking gear, went out to Europe and started traveling around the world. After that, I did a lot of e-commerce stuff, which then led to last year, 2020, I decided to leave my business partners and about three months time, then yeah, I decided to move down to LA. And then the moment I sat on this toilet in LA was when the idea came about you have this idea on the toilet. How do you start thinking about developing this idea? And like, where do you turn to? For me, all I told myself was, let me just create this game referencing off of the games that I enjoy. If I was to take this game and play it myself, I want it to be fast, casual, something you can bring to a boba shop, play a quick round with your friends. All I knew was if I wanted this to be a high quality game, I needed a lot of feedback. So I did my due diligence in sending out test units. So like, this was the original concept. Whoa. Right? Like this is, this is the original. Is that the original, original? Like... This is the original, original. Yeah. Whoa. Okay. Just to describe what I'm seeing right now. So I am seeing, it looks like just cut up pieces of paper. And then it has a uh, rubber band around it. And then in, I'd say like medium messy handwriting, we have Sabobotage. So people could play with this. And then I'd even ask people to survey them, asking like, is it fun? Like from one to 10 kind of thing. I would sit there and observe them playing with their friends or family and just 
observe body language. Imagine like a scientist taking notes in a lab coat like, behind, yeah, behind like, the, like one one-sided way, the glass. One, yeah, yeah. One <laughs> so by January, we started the artwork and then by mid-February, we launched the Kickstarter campaign. And obviously in between that, a lot of coordination happened to film the commercial. How my brain works is very marketing heavy. Technically in the video, I never talk about how the game really, really works. I kept it very vague. But you wanna show how people feel playing the game. The whole idea was to have this person throw a boba drink at someone's face. You play this game, your friends will get riled up to the point you're going to want to chuck your your drink at them. People want to imagine how how this is going to affect them, how much fun they're going to have. What response did it actually get? Most people said it was very cheesy, which was the whole point. I wanted it to be over the top. Order up boba milk tea. <laughs> Not so fast. Sugar and ice. I choose you. To me, that just creates more curiosity for the people who are even scrolling through, they're reading through the comments, and they're like, hey, I want to watch what this cheesy commercial is going to be. Me customer loyalty. And of course, other people are mixing in with good comments saying, like, that was the most hilarious commercial, or that was such a great commercial, yeah, yeah, yeah. So overall, yeah, it was a great response to it. And of course, I mean, at the end of the day, the dollars is what speaks. So what were the dollars? We ended up doing $148,000 in the 30-day campaign. Wow. Jeez. So that's proof of concept right there. Exactly. Exactly. We did a pre-sale the moment the Kickstarter finished and we're saying, hey, pre-sales are open now. We did about $5,000 more in, in one day. People were just like waiting for it. They're like, we missed the Kickstarter. I want it. I want to get in on the pre-order. So the moment we finish fulfilling these, these packages, getting it out the door, that's when we're going to launch the whole game and start advertising. And once people get this in their hand, they're going to start playing. And that's where a lot of the verbal sharing is, is going to come in from. Like even Tiffany, our friend who introduced us, called me yesterday saying like, hey, we've been playing the game nonstop. This is our game of choice. And so she's experienced her friends getting riled up and everything. And I'm like, well, that's that's perfect. That's what I was going for. She's like, my friends want to buy the game. They want to buy it for their friends and family and stuff. If you really think about it, the moment that these 5,500 units go out the door, that's potential 5,500 people now sharing. That become evangelists of your product. Yeah. So what are you most excited for, for the future of this game? I am very nervous for that feedback. For every five like compliments, positive feedback I get, any like one criticism to it, even could be like the lightest little criticism. It's gonna hurt. It hurts. I'm still very nervous, but of course, I'm very excited for people to get this out the door. We took a lot of time to create these characters in anticipation for the potential that we could create a cartoon or a comic around it. So it becomes more of a media opportunity, right? That's the idea. And then eventually, you know, selling toys or plushies. We are in talks with some some devs who want to make a mobile game out of it. And it's not even like a mobile version of the card game. It's about just taking the characters and them doing something else with it, too. That's exciting stuff. Wow. It's just the beginning, the tip of the iceberg. The tip of the iceberg. Yep. 
So Bobotage was a union of Eric's experience in marketing and sales, the love child of his favorite board games and a love for Boba. And actually, Eric is kind of good at that, like reflecting on past experiences and interests and then combining them in new and exciting ways. But honestly, I like have this belief that ideas are cheap. What really matters is execution. And Eric has this uncanny urgency when it comes to execution that accompanies these ideas. An urgency that turns a desire to a shitty idea on the toilet. A shitty idea into a simple prototype. A simple prototype into a cheesy trailer. A cheesy trailer into a successful Kickstarter. And a successful Kickstarter into a thriving business. Thank you so much for listening. If you haven't already, make sure to subscribe, rate the podcast five stars, and share with a friend. If you have any questions or comments, DM us at Finding Founders Podcast on Instagram, LinkedIn, or Facebook. Finding Founders is produced and hosted by me, Samuel Donner. Our chief of staff and operations is Jessica Lynn. Our audio editing team lead is Adrian Tapia. Support from Matt Fernandez, Sophia Donner, Aaron Devereaux, Nicholas Guzman, Ashley Jimenez. Tomas Renteria, Nathan Tower, Callum Turnbull, Lauren Yamada, and Maura Lynch. Our outreach and research lead is Ankita Nambiar, with support from Miriam Arden, Sarah Hobson, Lisa Lett, Kenny Ong, Melody Sopani, Cherise Tan, and Marie Vaughn. Our writing team lead is Elizabeth Bowen, with support from Natalie Agnew, Abigail Azardia, Elise Caldwell, Harrison Duffy, Alexandra Huntalis Adams, Kylie McCreary, Beatrice Phillips, and Virna Seminario. Our design team lead is Shruti Ramanand, with support from Sohel Amatya, Tiffany Dang, Anna Rivelli, and Allison Wong. The video editing team is Eli Lawrence, with support from Melanie Mack and Linda Tapia. To see more of what we're up to, subscribe to our newsletter at findingfounders.co. Thanks again for listening and see you next week.